stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Dodgers Nation, welcome to another episode, episode 9 of the DN Roundtable. D sense for Dodgers and sense for Nations. We're Dodgers Nation. What's going on? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. I am the host of your Blue Heaven podcast. That guy is Mr. Eric Ulo. Make sure you follow him at E-E-U-L-A-U on Twitter and Instagram. We're trying to get him to, what, 40 followers? 45. 45 Gotta followers. Gotta have a goal. He just passed 210? Yeah, two ten. More followers than Jesus. <laughs> and that there's Douglas McCain. That is at dmax underscore la on the Twitter and Instagram. You know how the show works by now. We've been doing it for uh, all season and having fun with it. One of our better new properties, in my opinion, because I don't have to edit it after the fact. Um, We'll keep today short and sweet and simple or not. I don't know. We'll have some fun with it. But guys, we're recording right now a few hours before first pitch on Wednesday. Whatever day, the first of June. Happy June, guys. Welcome, we made it. Shout out. That's all I got. Uh, Tonight is game number 50 of the season. So that's cool. Uh, a couple days ago, Internet Weeb um, <laughs> and proof that nep- nepotism should really be a crime. Uh, ben Verlander posted a tweet where he pointed out the Dodgers in their first 48 games, 41 of them at the time had been played against teams at. Or, or below 500, or in some cases, well below 500. Uh, as of after today's game, uh, it will be 43 of 50 games have been played against teams that necessarily you might or you would likely call not very good teams. Maybe they're you know uh, tanking, which is supposed to be gone in baseball. But I don't know. I, I don't tend to get inspired by this guy at all. But I'm just kind of wondering with you guys: Is there uh, anything to you guys? What are your thoughts on the strength of schedule? leading to the Dodgers being at or near the top of uh, baseball and winning percentage all season. Doug, I'm going to go with you. Is that a concern that we haven't played good teams? Well, first of all, so I'm going to talk about Ben Verlander. You're going to hear some Ben Verslander on this one because I don't want to hear any of his stats, anything coming from him because he wants to talk about the Dodgers' strength of schedule and the only reason that they're the best team in the league is because of that strength of schedule and he calls that a wild stat. Well, here's a wild stat. His brother has won World Series because of their strength of cheating, okay? I don't want anything to do with Ben Verlander, but if you just look at that number, yes, I do think the Dodgers, they have benefited from a lighter schedule, and I'm not saying that they played more cupcakes than sprinkles or anything like that, but when you consider the fact they've dealt with injuries early on, you had the injury to Kershaw, the injury to Heaney, you saw what happened to Max Muncie. Having this softer schedule, Blake Trine and Tommy Canely has helped them, but if you look at it, they're 6-1 versus teams over 500. The D-backs are 23-17 versus teams not named the Dodgers. Also, why are a lot of these teams under 500? It's because the Dodgers have been whooping on them, right? Taking two of three, three of four, having sweeps. So I just don't really make anything of that. This is Major League Baseball. It'll all even out in the end. You see you play the Mets, the Giants this month. Lots of days off, but still, the schedule gets tougher. It's not like college football where you really rank schedules like that. So to me, I make nothing of it. I consider the source. 
I mean, his podcast is flipping bats. I don't want to hear his flipping stats. I'm done with that take. Man, I, I, I knew you were going to pull the college football thing, so I'll go with the NC2A thing. I don't care how many Quadrant 1 wins the Dodgers have right now. It's the end of May. You've got to play who's on your schedule. They don't design their schedule. They're playing who's on their schedule. They have a triple-digit run differential. Like This is still a really good team. Have they played good teams consistently? No. But have they shown that they can beat good teams consistently with what they're doing on the field? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about them being schedule merchants right now. It's June 1st. We're going to see what this team is made of. And so far, the early returns have been pretty damn good. How about an easy fix? Uh, let's go ahead and just get rid of tanking and bad teams in baseball. They got all that money. Go spend it on better players. But Maybe that's just me. Moving on, guys. Good stuff so far. Make sure you mash that. I, I, I got the button somewhere. Make sure you mash that subscribe button while you're here, because why not? You know, a lot of you aren't subscribed. You're watching us. Be here. Be subscribed. Be part of uh, whatever this is. We're having fun all season long. Over the first 49 games of this season, we're being real specific for the numbers. And I know it's got to annoy you because I'm the guy who's really nitpicky about a number of things like dates and time stamping ourselves on these things. But... No one has hit in the cleanup position more so far this season than Will Smith. And uh, over the weekend, you know, I think it was on a Friday, you know, he had, I think he had a home run. It was, but it's Will Smith. He does what he does. He drove in some runs. It proved to be a difference maker. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, like, man, you know, it, it, the Dodgers drafted, like, a cleanup hitting catcher. That's awesome. Then I went and looked at the numbers, and I'm like, oh, man, he's having a really, really bad season. Uh, so far, he's hitting 183 in that cleanup position, uh, sub-700. He's hitting 679 OPS. Um, oh, wait, no, no, he's not. 647 OPS batting in that fourth position. Eric, because people love playing the lineup construction game, we know the top three are locked in. Who is the best man for that number four spot, in your opinion? I mean, I think it is. I think it is Will Smith. I don't think it needs to be cemented in stone. And I think the way the Dodgers have been really successful over the last couple of years is having a variable lineup. They've gotten away from that, and for good reason. You have Mookie Betts, you have Freddie Freeman, you have Trey Turner. You don't mess with that. That is the secret sauce. That's not so secret. But I would like to see Will Smith get seventy percent of the time at cleanup. And actually, now that Justin Turner's kind of heated up, I think he's earned some consideration for that cleanup spot. Uh, but I, I have no issue with Will Smith. I still think he puts together a really good at bat. He still has a really really nice walk rate and I still trust Will Smith in a big spot to have the cojones to know when to swing and to also have the onions to know when not to swing reasonable reasonable Doug I'm going to change it up a little bit for you could considering the Dodgers cleanup hitters all season have been not good and I don't know if we're past small sample size territory if we're at game 50 as of this recording uh, they're not good. They're not doing great. 183 all season long. I, I said the wrong stat. Uh, by the way, Will Smith is batting 194 as a cleanup hitter. Um, question for you, because we always have fun with trades, and you're the trade meister here. Could Andrew Friedman and company somehow shock the world once again and go out and make swing a trade for another slugger at this upcoming deadline? Well, I think a lot of that depends on who's going to be available. I mean, you've heard people talk about, oh, J.D. Martinez. He's a name that, he, of course, he matches against left-handed pitching. You see the season the Red Sox are having. There's going to be some sluggers available, but we know that this team, they need starting pitching. Now, that, I, with that said, we look at this Dodgers offense. They're tops in the league across yeah. the board. But if there is a name available that the Dodgers think, hey, he's on a contract that's expiring after the season, he can make us better, maybe they do consider it. But at this point, I think the focus is 
is going to be bolstering that bullpen in any way they can, possibly adding another starting pitcher. Names will continue to emerge, but I wouldn't put it past the Dodgers. And also, we don't know what the health is going to look like for some of these players. Belly's back. I mean, maybe a little banged up, nothing too crazy. Max Muncy, we'll see his status, and we'll see how guys fare for the rest of the season because, I mean, look, the power is there with Mookie Betts leading the National League in home runs, but we talked about Freddie Freeman's slugging not being quite what it's, uh, what it's been in years past. Trey Turner kind of got off to a slow start yep. from the slugging department, but to me, before Will Smith was moved into that cleanup role, I sat right here and I said, he needs to be the cleanup guy, and I think that Will Smith is ready for that job. If you look at some of his numbers at 250 BABIP, so far this season he's due for some regression also you look at how he's improved at the plate when it comes to the walks he's improved that aspect of his game 93rd percentile walk rate 85th percentile in expected slug also last year he had 315 versus fastballs he slugged 665 with an x slug of five of 665 this year he's hitting 200 on heaters with an x slug of 553 so the point is he's due for some regression and i think this is the year where you say will smith no we do think you are a premier catcher you give the confidence in him and hey you know i've always said the clutch prince he is legend and i think you give him that confidence and he's going to produce because yeah. look you look at the chase the competitive at bats they are there but you also know clint I love me some trades, okay? And if there's going to be names available, I definitely think, hey, this is a win-now team. And I think the Dodgers, they learned from last season that sometimes when you get to the postseason, the regular season offense doesn't always translate. So if there is that guy available that they think is worth making a move for, I definitely wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I mean, we know Andrew Friedman never sleeps. Brandon Gomes, the actual general manager of the Dodgers, probably never sleeps as well. They're going to be out there. They're going to be looking constantly uh you know kevin pilar isn't going to be the answer to this this roster's no. say offensive struggles at least in the bottom lower third of the lineup or whatever it is and in the middle in the cleanup spot i agree with both of you guys will smith this guy he's earned it he he also i think he hit cleanup most or close to most especially towards the end of last season like he's the guy he, he's a dude and that's the reason my brain was thinking the start the setup of this is like the Dodgers drafted a cleanup hitting catcher. It's been a while since they've done that. Yeah. And that guy's Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame with a different um a different logo on his hat. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Speaking of uh, Hall of Fame catchers in my heart, fan favorite, one of my favorite players of all time, Russell Martin officially announced his retirement uh, over the weekend. Of course, he has not played since he made his uh, 
don't know if it's triumphant, but he made his, his fun return back to the Dodgers in 2019. And, uh, you know, he was part of the Funny Face crew, which was kind of weird. But Russell Martin retired. Um, fine, fine career. He had a number of great moments between, you know, his time in L.A., between the, uh, the Yankees, a lot of great moments with the Pirates. And, yeah, he was kind of there with the, the Blue Jays. But, uh, guys, we're Dodger fans. We've been Dodger fans uh, all our lives. Do you have any Russell Martin? You being uh, the second oldest here at the table, do you have any long-standing Russell Martin moments that just really are like? Oh. When I read your question, I didn't have to think about it. Yep. My the greatest moment as a kid, really, or just growing up early in the two thousands, was the four plus one game. Yep. And he hits the third home run in that comeback without Russell Martin. That moment probably doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yes, I kind of wanted to talk about the pitching and the ERA and this and that. But no, I think that moment was so spectacular. And when we talk about Russell Martin 10 years from now, 20 years from now, he's always going to be included in Dodger lore because of that moment. Now, he was a great player for the Dodgers, a great clubhouse guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he helped the younger players coming along. I love to see him come back. I love what he did in 2019. But for me, it's the four plus one. Got anything? Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to cheat here. It's the whole 2007 season, his finest season as a pro. All-star, gold glove, silver slugger. Came one home run away for a 2020 season as a catcher, which is just insane. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you were probably – that does not happen a whole lot. I I don't know if JT Realmuto has done that, uh, but there's a very short list of guys who have the talent and the tools to pull off a 2020 season with a gold glove and a silver slugger at catcher. So that whole year for me is my favorite Russell Martin memory. Yeah, I mean, watching this this guy come up through the organization, you heard so much about him, uh, especially, you know, back in the day, 2004, 2005 era, the Jacksonville five. It was him. It was James Loney. It was Russell Martin. I mean, uh, Matt Kemp. Shout out to Matt Kemp head over there. This is where we cut in some B-roll. Uh, <laughs> the Dodger legend, uh, Joel Guzman. Uh, and, of course, Chad Billingsley. They go out and win the, uh, the Southern League AA championship that year in 05. Then most of them make the call up in, in 2006 because, well, that team wasn't all that great. But Mine is a very stupid one. I don't know if it's a a sentimental thing, but one of my all-time favorite Russell Martin moments, I was at the ball game, and uh, surprise, Nomar Garcia-Parra got hurt, and... I was was in uh, right field pavilion, and I was like, I was telling my buddy, it's like, watch, Russ is going to play third, because he was out that game or something like that, or, you know, he's catching. Anyways, I was like, Russell Martin's going to make his debut. He's going to play third base for the first time. I know it's going to happen. I see Russ coming out of the dugout. Yeah, I got it! Anyways, that was a, it was a moment for me. Special. Yeah. 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 I liked it because I was involved. The Clint called shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, uh, That's all you, baby. Hot take in the hot yeah. corner. Russ, I love you. Russ, send us some of your, uh, what is he making? A booth? Like seltzer? I admit, like if, Kimbrel, seltzer. if Kimbrel doesn't get it together, I'm just saying. Maybe Russ for a closer. You never know. Closer never by, know. Co- Come closer out. by committee with him and uh, JT. Could happen. I like that. I'm, and Hanser, maybe. They're working Hanser a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I prefer a zero ERA. Okay. Uh, guys, rapid fire. Ouch. We're going to actually try to keep this rapid fire because we usually tend to go a little long on the tooth. We did. I'm, I'm, I'm getting us back into numbers of games and where we're at in the season. We passed the quarter pole of the season a little over a week ago. We're approaching the third pole. But for the sake of ease, we're going to call this quarter pole grades A, B, C, F. How do you guys grade the offense, the starting rotation, the bullpen, and an always a favorite of Dodger fans, Dave Roberts, this year. Uh, Dave Roberts' decision-making so far this year. So you got bullpen, rotation, offense, Dave Roberts' decision-making. You get three seconds to add anything beyond the grade. You get your elevator pitches, say why, why not, why you went that route. Anything over three seconds, uh, I'm going to break a bottle over your head. Eric, how do you feel about this Dodger offense, ABC, F? Can I do plus or minus grades? 
You would do it if you if the rules yeah, were reversed. Yeah, I would, but yeah. that's why you don't ask. You just do. B-plus for the offense. Had a couple nights where you just needed to score five runs to get the win. That's fair. Uh, I'll keep them all on you for right now. What about the uh, starting rotation? A-minus, all things considered. It's been pretty damn good. They lead the league in ERA. And lead the league in the injuries, probably not. Rotate, uh, not rotation, the other one, bullpen. I forgot sticking with you. Uh, B minus. I mean, it's tough. You're missing Blake Trinan. You're mm-hmm. missing Victor Gonzalez, uh, who I've always liked, but B minus. And the always favorite, Dave Roberts' decision-making, ABCF. What do you think about what Dave's done so far with the uh, coaching? Hey, just to piss everybody off. <laughs> it's at E-E-U-L-A-U. Doug, ABCF, how do you feel about this Dodgers offense so far? Offense, I have to go with an A. I have to go with an A. That's all I can say with that time. A lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll decide to dig into it. Bullpen. Let's we're switch it up. What about your bullpen? Bullpen. I, bullpen. That one I kind of I struggle with because we look at the injuries they've sustained. From one aspect, we've seen guys like Phillips and Yancy Almonte. They start to emerge. They're going to help this team. I like their stuff, and I think one of the silver linings with these injuries is the fact that we found some new guys. But based on all things considered, I'm going to give them an A minus. An A minus. I mean, they lead the league. And with the lowest ERA, or third, I think the third in Major League Baseball, 306 ERA. So right at the top, but I think dealing with the injuries, not having their high leverage guy in Blake Trinan, dealing with that and still being able to go out there and perform, is going to give them a B. Do we uh, cut in the clip from uh, uh, Rick and Morty? Disqualified! <laughs> Disqualified! <laughs> There's one every year. Listen, no, oh, I'll hey, fast second, forward. <laughs> seconds last much different on planet Doug, I'll tell you. What about the starting rotation? Starting rotation, this one I'm going to also, I'm going to give it A minus. Did you say A minus? I'm going to give it A minus as well because I think their top two guys are the three, the back end guys are pitching the front line guys right now in Anderson and Gonson, whereas Urias and Bueller, mm-hmm. they're still trying to find it and really be their best selves. So right now I'll go with an A minus, but the numbers don't lie. They'll still, when you look at run prevention right now, a, right a 2 5 6 ERA first and second whip. So they're still performing very well. And also the injury to Clayton Kershaw to Andrew Heaney. So I think all things considered, right up there at the top. If, if I think this rotation is the rotation that they need to win it all, that's a different conversation. But based on what they've done so far, an A-. So you're the guy in the chair for DN Postgame Show, where it's the most reactionary show we have here on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Subscribe. Dave Roberts, I want your opinion, and how do you think the fans would grade Dave Roberts' decision-making so far f- almost 50 games into the season as of this recording? See, I think the interesting thing with that is a lot of the issues stem from him taking out Urias and Bueller and Gonson early in starts. Now I'm going to face the order Kershaw's three times. Kershaw's perfect game. Kershaw's perfect game. Really is probably the most discussed one early on, but not, at, not as many moments, especially without the, uh, with the DH in yeah. the National League. Yeah. you kind of taken away some of the decision-making power from Dave Roberts. But I think navigating his way through some of these injuries early on, right up there at the top of Major League Baseball, they've built a nice cushion in the National League West. And to me, I think... If I think if the fan base would grade him, I think they'd give him a, probably a, a C minus, right? A C minus. But the job I think he's doing, I think easily you could give give Dave Roberts a, a nice solid B plus. Nice solid B plus. I think there were some some of the close games losing out on those, and when you consider the strength of the schedule, maybe a couple more wins left on the on the table. But yeah, I mean for the most part, I mean other than that Philly series, they performed very well. But I'm one of those guys where I want to make you work for that A. Okay, so I'll give you a, a B plus now, and hopefully at the end of the season you can get that A. Three seconds from Doug. Uh, for me, I, I'm going to see on the offense because it's being carried by three dudes 
plus a little bit of Gavin Lux. And oddly enough, Austin Barnes. So I'm going to go see. There's room for improvement in that offense. A lot of room for improvement. Uh, the starting rotation, you got to go A because what they're doing without the ace and battling injuries is impressive. Uh, bullpen, B, room for improvement, but they're doing great. They're doing a great job doing what they're supposed to do, save for Craig Kimbrell of late. Dave Roberts, B, because he hasn't done anything to help the team. Like He hasn't outmanaged anybody. He's just there, you know. With the DH, I like the DH point. Uh, you know, DH is managing with training wheels, and, you know, he's, yeah. he's staying on the bike. But I will say, like, my new appreciation. Great manager. Nobody else is better than Dave Roberts. I think my new appreciation of going to these games, being in this clubhouse, seeing how he operates is what I didn't realize before is just how he really runs the show from yeah. everything with the Dodgers, from meeting with the front office, mm-hmm. meeting with the players. And he just upholds a culture there. And there is an energy that he brings. And I know the players, they buy in to their roles on this team. So I think there's no stat that really shows that. Really, the intangibles are off the chart, in my opinion, when it comes to Dave Roberts. I think he plays a very even keel. He knows that there's a bullseye on him. And they drag him through it whenever yep. something goes wrong. He knows that he's public enemy number one when the L.A. loses. <laughs> but I think he handles it very well. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's, uh, that's our takes. If you want to throw your takes, leave them in the comments. What are your grades for the Dodgers so far at this uh, quarter poll plus? What do you think about Will Smith as a cleanup hitter? And will the Dodgers potentially go out and make a trade at the deadline to add another, another slugger? And is the week schedule a reason, a reason the Dodgers have done so well so far this season? I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA. This is Eric Eula. That is at E-E-U-L-A-U on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow us. Uh, follow Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe while you're here. You're going to have a good time.